the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our Father desires to have a close, intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, many of us who are His children don't take Him up on that opportunity to increase our intimacy with Him. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimacy with God that He wants to have with them. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should hurry up and learn what they are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires to have with you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen. 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 Come on, get two, three, four, four, high five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get two, three, four, four, high five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, y'all about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here, in Jesus' name. Praise God. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready for this word I'm about to bring to thee. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing unto you. Open up doors of opportunity to you to be able to step into things in a way that it's going to almost be like it was not you. Praise God. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Praise God. To hear what the Lord's going to say, share with you today. It's going to bless you in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 3, of course, we're continuing the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is pathways to intimacy with God, pathways to increase intimacy with God, because the Lord is beckoning us to increase our intimacy with him. He is inviting us to increase our intimacy with him. He is imploring us, hallelujah, to increase our intimacy with him, because there's things he wants to do both for and through you, but intimacy is the pathway to what he has in store for you, but he needs you to have a pathway to the increase intimacy between him and you. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 13. It reads, Then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, 
in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is an account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother, our savior and brother like none other. Jesus is our brother in that he sticks to us closer than a brother. Praise God. Does everything necessary to be able to aid and assist me and you into stepping into the wonderful life that God has in store for me and you. But we also found out that Jesus is our example, praise God, that God set before me and you. So that when we become like he is, then we can be like he is and be able to do all that it is that God has in store for us too. Praise God. We found out, praise God, that Jesus was a praying man. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So we learned the importance of being a praying man. Praise God. Hallelujah. But in this verse, we find out Jesus is a beloved son. We found out that word son in the Greek is the word huio, which means that he is a son, but it doesn't tell you what kind of son. But that's what the adjective is attached for. He's a dear son. Because you could either be a, a, a close son or a distant son. You could either be an immediate son or a remote son. And unfortunately, in the body of Christ, we've got too many remote sons, too many distant sons. That's why God is beckoning us to draw near to him, beckoning us to be able to become more intimate with him, beckoning him, us to become closer to him, get nearer to him, draw closer to him, so that he can be able to cause some things to be able to happen for and through you Praise God that will allow you to be able to step into the fullness of the things that God has in store for you. Well, we found out that we're going to allow God to be able to do what he wants to do in our lives by accepting his invitation to draw near to us, Amen. near to him. We, at least three of us now. Praise, amen. amen. Praise God. We, we, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to draw near to God. Praise God. So the God can be able to do and in, in, in for and through us what he wants to do. Well, we've been working for a little while now on prayer, a pathway of intimacy with God prayer or pathway with intimacy with God because we found out once again Jesus was a praying man he stayed in the presence of God communicating with his father talking with his father sharing and communing with his father praise God and his father kept him filled up too with everything necessary for him to be able to receive and achieve all that God had in store for him to have as well as do and the last type of prayer that we were working on was called the prayer of consecration prayer of consecration because we see how Jesus consecrated himself to the father Praise God. He dedicated himself to the Father, to the sole purpose of the Father, and in his service as well, especially the religious duty that he had in store for him. That although Jesus could have did anything with his life, Jesus only wanted to do with his life what the Father wanted him to do. And he made a decision to do just that, and he did it all the way through, even up to and including the Garden of Gethsemane, which was a place of consecration for him, where he had to go pray one more time, praise God, in order to be able to make sure that he stayed in line with what the Father wanted him to do. Because something was trying to get him to not do what God wanted him to do. There were thoughts trying bombarding him to do something other than what God said to do. But he stayed in that place called Gethsemane, the wine press, praise God. And, 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 and worked out his salvation with fruitful fear and trembling. Whereas he continued to go back before the Father, and lay it before the Father, lay it all out, sprawl it out in front of the Father. Until he came out with the mind of the Father. Because he was not going to move forward until he had the mind of the Father. And some of us need to learn a little something from our elder brother, how to make sure that we keep going back to the place of prayer until we walk out with the mind of our father so we can be able to state the same thing Jesus said as well as have the same kind of heart and the same kind of head. Jesus said to his father, praise God, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Praise God. I love that. But when he came out, he came out with power to be able to be there on that hour that he needed to do what he needed to do to complete the task that God put him on this earth for me and you so that he could be able to go to the cross for me and you, endure all he did for me and you. And the Bible says that he, even though he despised the shame, he endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him, 
That was the joy of seeing me and you set free. Me and you fulfilling what God has in store for you and me. Because it would be impossible for us to fulfill what God has in store for us if we do not learn that it's in God we trust. But Jesus was the example to show that you can trust God. That although, you know, it might seem like it's a little difficult from time to time, just keep moving forward at that time, having God's mind, and you're going to step into the fullness of what God has in store for you. Well, we learned in Philippians chapter 2 that God said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That although he thought it not, even though he was found in the form of God and thought it not robbery to be equal with God, he made himself of no reputation. Well, there's a mindset that we need to have. Well, in Gethsemane, you'll see part of what that mindset is. Part of what that mindset is is that I I will not miss it to the left or to the right. But I'm going to fulfill what my father has in store for me tonight. He said, I will not miss it to the left or to the right. But I will fulfill what my father has in store for me tonight. Once again, he is our example. And that's the mindset that we want to have too. We don't want to miss it. Thank you for that. No one know. Praise God. We don't want to miss it. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. We don't want to miss it. Praise God. We don't want to miss what the Father has in store for us. We don't want to miss anything that it is that he has for us. We don't want to miss a single thing that it is he has for us to do. We want to stay lined up with God and live out the life that we ought to. Amen. Lined up with God. That's what we want to do. That's the kind of mind that was in Jesus, and that's the kind of mind that's going to be me and you. That's one of the reasons why the Father is inviting us to draw near to him. We found out that prayer is the pathway to intimacy with God. But we're going to start working now on sinlessness, a result of intimacy with God. Sinlessness, a result of intimacy with God. Because if you remain in the presence of God and stay with God and stay hooked up with God and can keep in communication with God like you ought to do, there's a mindset like Jesus had that's going to be on the inside of you. And that's that I'm not going to miss it to the left or to the right. But I'm going to do what the Father wants me to do with all of my might. That I'm not going to miss it to the left or to the right. But I'm going to live out the fullness of what my father wants me to live out with all of my might. I will not sin against him. I will not sin against him. See, some of the things that one should do as they seek God, we learn one of the things is that separate themselves. Separate yourself off so that you can be able to spend some time with God. How, mu- how much time that's between you and God? Praise God. Don't try to go deep in right off the bat and try to go no 44 hours and all that kind of stuff. You know, don't, don't, no, just, you know, 10 minutes here, five minutes there, 15 minutes here. Work your way up, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. To what's comfortable for you as well as uh, what's doable by you. But another thing that we ought to do while we're seeking God, that we should do while we're seeking God, is repent of anything that could come between us. Repent of anything that could come between us, which means that there's anything that can come between us and God. And we ought to do everything we can to get that out the way. That if there's anything that can come between us and God, then we ought to do everything to be able to get that out the way. Because since such a heavy price was paid to be able to reconnect us back with God, then we should make sure that there's nothing that we do that should ever stop that connection from being all that it's supposed to be. But we ought to walk in the fullness of what God has in store for me, you and me. Turn to James chapter 4, please. 
We're going to be talking about sinlessness, a result of, the, of intimacy with God. James chapter 4. Because Jesus Christ did not go to the cross to pay the price for your sin so that you, the next morning, could dive back in. James chapter 4. We'll start reading at verse 7. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. But notice what follows there. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Look what follows that. Draw nigh to him. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. God desires for his people to draw near to him. But when a person sets out to draw closer to God, God also sets out to draw closer to us. But yet he also tells us everything that needs to be handled in order to make sure that that closeness can be completed. He tells us everything that needs to be handled so that closeness can be completed. He said, this is what he wants want, want folk to do. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Now, when he says sinners, this word sinner, sinner right here means sinful. Praise God. Now, this is not talking about the person. This is talking about the actions. It's not talking about the person. It's talking about the action. Because remember, the book of James is written to believers. Praise God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are a son of, of the most high God. Abba is your father. But at the same time, if we continue to walk around with a, with a non-regenerated mind, then we'll conduct ourselves just like we the sinful. And we'll begin to start doing, and we will continue, excuse me, to do everything that it is that we was doing before we got boned again. That we just picked up another insurance policy by getting born again. We got Geico on one side, that little gecko on one side. We got Jesus on another. We got a little duck following us, praise God. So just in case something happened that kind of way, praise God. We got an umbrella following, leading us over here just in case some flood stuff happened. And if we end up, ending up dying, we got, we got Jesus over here. So we got the full crew. Hallelujah. We got everything we need to be able to make it through. We got all the insurance we need. But that's not all what Jesus Christ bought, bought for you was an insurance policy. He bought a brand new life for you. One that's different than the one that you used to do. One where you will have the ability to do what you could not do before, and that's to cleanse your hands. Now, he said your hands. He didn't say your spirit because Jesus handled that for you. He said your hands. He didn't say your spirit because Jesus handled your spirit for you. He cleansed what you couldn't cleanse so that you can now cleanse what you can cleanse. He cleansed what you couldn't cleanse, which was your spirit. You couldn't get to that. But now, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, and all, thing, all things are of God. Amen. Isn't that right, dude? Praise God. Amen. But at the exact same time, that's on the inside. But there's something on the outside that he needs handling too. And that is our hands. They need to be cleansed too. What we put our hands to do, what we touch, what we feel, what we handle, what we manipulate, what we do. He needs that straightened out. He needed cleanse. That word cleanse right there means to make clean. So you can't make something clean unless it's not clean. 
And he's telling us what it is he needs us to do. And that's to cleanse our hands. He goes on to say, praise God. Along with cleansing our hands, he said, he said, but there's a lot of other stuff that goes on in our lives that we don't know as well as we know that one. That one, we made man harder than a mug. Amen. I know that's right. Preach, preacher. But there's some other things that we do and do not do that we conduct ourselves according to that we that we leave out that should be concluded in because you know sin is more than one kind of sin. sin 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 there's two categories of sin there's sin of commission which means that stuff you did that you shouldn't have did stuff you did that you shouldn't have did and there's sins of omission which are ones that you should have done that you didn't do ones that you didn't should have done that you didn't do. Like, for instance, is there anybody in the house that God has told you to do something recently and you still ain't did it? Hand, no hands, please. Because it'll block the people in the back's view of me. They won't be able to see me because all the hands that'll be in the house. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> that too is sin. And if we stay out of the presence of God and do not continue to draw near to God, we will not be reminded of what it is, necessarily reminded of what it is that God said. And many times we'll forget all about what God said until the next time we're in the presence of God. And all of a sudden it comes, it pops up and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Now we just say we forgot about it. God said you sinned. Because the word sin means to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark. So, what happens when you draw near to God is you get a chance to be able to recognize and see and, or, or begin to recognize the things that are not of God. we in Isaiah chapter 55. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let, that means that it's your decision. Let the wicked forsake his way. Whose way? Because mm-hmm. all of us got a way. All of us got a way about ourselves. Ways that we learn, ways that we developed, ways that it is that we think is right. But the Bible tells us that there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of is the ways of death. Which means there's many things that are jacked up in our lives that are because of how we conduct ourselves in our lives. But God loves you. I say God loves you. And you're very... And then one of the reasons why he's inviting us to be able to draw close to God, because your very presence in the presence of God will be able to illuminate some of the things that's going on in our lives that it ought not do. Things that we were letting Satan in and we didn't even know that we were doing. But thank God for the presence of God. Because it allows us to be able to find out which ways are our ways that are not his ways. So we can say, not my will, but thy will be done. So that we can say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And we can go ahead and run the life and live the life that God wants us to live and do what God wants us to do. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. That word, that word uh, uh, for, forsake right there means to loosen. That is relinquish. He wants us to relinquish some of the stuff that we about relinquish 
some of the stuff that we do. Relinquish. Let it go. Loosen from it. Some of us got a tight grip on stuff. We all wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in stuff that causes you to never step into God's stuff. But I thank God that God has invited us to draw near to him so we can begin to start recognizing what some of those things are. Say, thank you, Lord. He said he wants us to, 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 to forsake our ways. That word ways right there means course of life or mode of action. Course of life or mode of action. Many of us are on a road of destruction that we don't even know nothing about. Many of us were on a road to nowhere, thinking that we're going somewhere in life. But we was headed to a dead end and didn't even know it. Praise God. It reminds me of walking in a maze. Praise God. In a maze. M-A-Z-E. In a maze. Praise God. Not amazed. A maze. Whereas you get a chance to walk in a place where you think you're headed in the right direction, but then you end up in a blockade where you can't go no further. Then you have to double back and have to remember where and which way did I go? Which way did I go? And then walk another way and think that that's the right way. And then you can get stuck up in that thing for quite a while. Yes, you can. But God has a vantage point that you don't have. And as you draw nigh to him, you'll be able to draw closer to him, but you'll be able to get a view that you didn't have before that you'll be able to see which way you should go. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to increase our intimacy that exists between him and me and you. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to do, but that we should do what it is that we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like he wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss the chance of a lifetime to be in an intimate relationship with the most awesome, powerful entity of all time. An opportunity that we definitely don't want to blow. I hope you know. We should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more intimate with the God who loves and saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And speaking of coming through, there's an exciting fellowship at Word of Faith that I'm inviting all the senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to. It's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas that meets the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. till around 12 noon where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack would get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic, inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to see you. 
So, if you've been blessed by the Lord to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And don't forget, if you're 156 years or older, don't worry, I'll get you in. You deserve it. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs being at Father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in the house of God, fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked and or expected you to do. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure that you reap what you've sown 100-fold. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.